Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana. And with me, as always, is in that other box. He's Andy Asimakis. How are you, buddy? You know what I realized today for the first time in a very long time? What's that? That I like crunchy cereal. Like, milk poured in first. You got to eat it fast. Except for Raisin Bran. I like it soggy. Huh. Yeah. And how did you come to this epiphany? I don't know. I sat there with the bowl and I was like munching on. It. I'm like, this doesn't feel right to me. So I let it sit for a little while. Uh-huh. And now I was I was contented. Yeah, right. Words of wisdom. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of stuff you get here. All, all good things to those who all, wait. All good things. Moral, that story. <laughs> we have Guillermo Vizcaino <laughs> with us today. Uh, this is going to be an interesting story. He's the head of PR and marketing for Lienzo developer of critically acclaimed Mulaka and the forthcoming Aztec Forgotten Gods. Uh, it is a Cyberstone Colossus. I don't even, what What do we got? Latine? What is that word? I've never, I've never heard of this word before, Andy. Latinx, it's, uh, it's basically just you know, Latin American inspired. La- Lat- okay, because it just says Latin. Oh, right. So, I mean, uh, I, that's uh, I was like, the okay, Spanish this... version of okay, it. Okay, so uh, that, yeah. that E, the E got me, Andy. The egon you put. Oh, it. is it Latin A? I heard, I heard that pronunciation too from people. Is yeah. that what that is? With yeah, the E there? Yeah, Latin exactly. A, okay. Futurism, okay. <laughs> Cyberstone, Colossus Fighter, releasing March 10th. Right around the corner, Guillermo. Guillermo it's it's, right it's happening. Days away. It's 15 days away. Indeed, and, I, and I've gotten my greedy little paws on it a, a little bit early, so I'm, <laughs> I, I, have, I have thoughts. But ladies and gentlemen, before we dive into this bad boy, which we will, and we're going to find out everything about Aztec, we're going to talk a little bit about Mulaka, and of course, Guillermo, we're going to talk all about you, because that's why we're here. Oh, there's my work phone, because, you know, technically, I guess I should be doing that. All right, we're going to mute that. Sorry about that. For those of you who don't know, it's very simple. This is the Dual Screens Podcast, the internet's number one indie developer interview podcast starring two people you've never heard of, probably, and definitely number one on dualscreens.com. That's right, Andy. We, we did it. We're the number one show on dualscreens.com. Isn't that incredible? Oh, my God. We did it, man. We did I'm, it. I'm shocked. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to be here for it. We can't do it without all of you. We can't do it without our Patreon supporters. That's right. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash podcast. just like our Patreon producers, FNH Paul and Colton the Apprentice Nestler. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support, so thank you so much. It is because of you we're able to do more shows. We're able to go cover PAX East again this year. It's all thanks to you, so thank you so very much from the bottom of our heart. And if you're watching this on YouTube, consider hitting the subscribe button we are so close to being able to actually make a dollar off of this channel so please don't consider do it just, just do, do it. it just no do consideration it. no more considerations it does it's do completely it. free you know hit yeah, the subscribe right. <laughs> it's free guillermo how the hell are you i'm doing good doing good i'm actually just a little bit shocked uh okay. I'm, i i have a wedding on on um, you know this next uh weekend and i shaved and i just realized that i do have a double sheen now it's oh a, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty happen. sure I'm hiding one too shit. underneath this yeah, monstrosity. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those you know sad surprises that I'm just noticing. Yeah. You know, I'm obsessed with you know lowering just, my angles yeah, that it's not that. It's still like one of those like the head jutting out like, hey guys. Yeah, I know right? that's, that's a good one. Yeah, 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 you gotta get the camera pointed in the just right way. Right, yeah, you'll be exactly. fine. You'll be fine. You're gonna you'll take <laughs> the pictures. You'll look down a little bit. That's start over. Do that like Marvel MCU de aging tech they got right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. yeah, I already yeah. like de aged like twenty years just by shaving. So right, uh, I I believe it. 
I, I, I too have taken care of some, some grooming, but that's, you know what? Let's, let's take it care of, good. you know, what we should good. be, did Andy, did you see my hair? I cut my hair I off. saw all of it. I saw all of it. I cut you all my hair human off, being right? at last. Welcome to the adult, adulthood. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, wow. This show has been getting, got off to a really good start here. We talked about cereal. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take it to a better place in a moment. Please do oh. Andy hit us oh. up with Here. our ceremonial first question. Guillermo, do you know that mulaka sounds an awful lot like the Greek slang malaka, which means <laughs> wanker or jerk off? I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, that, that's why we were talking about you know, Greek uh, yeah. um, you know, words earlier on. Now I get it. Um, yeah, I do. And, and I, this came to my, you know, I, I, I came to realize this way after the game was already out. Um, because of course our, our, our Greek audience was like, huh, oh, hmm, that's, that's like a very interesting <laughs> thing. Yeah. I was like, interesting. Do they yeah. know? <laughs> so, uh, the thing is all? that mulaka has an actual, like the word itself has an actual meaning. Um, mm -hmm. mulaka is, uh, the word for maize or, uh, uh, wheat in the original Taramara language, which is the, you know, basically the native, uh, Native American culture we use as inspiration for the game. Um, and you know, there's several governors and 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 whatnot that have already, uh, you know, used the name Mulaka while governing. Uh, so it was an important, you know, term and whatnot to have. Sure. So you know, we we weighted the pros and cons, and uh, it ended up winning. And besides, it's a, it's an easy word to say in most languages, which was something that we were very keen on on having. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, we took it. We took the fall. And, it's uh, just I just find it silly. Like again, from my <laughs> perspective, it's like. Yeah, that was it's such a silly word to say now it's like such you say it in passing like to a close friend of yours but when i was growing up malaka was like we're gonna, you're gonna fight someone yeah <laughs> when that <laughs> word was tossed out it was like that serious i got uh, you. i just crack up now that's fine but i mean it's uh there's no bad publicity right so as long oh, as it, yeah you know, as if I'm they sure. have it in mind i'm fine with it <laughs> <laughs> you probably got a little bit of a weird audience from greece originally they were looking probably, probably for something else you, some of those andy games that andy likes to go and find on the dark web if you know what i mean <laughs> and I mean, they found ours they no, found I, mean, it. I can they live with that it. listen man yeah players are players yeah get, get that get that rating up i don't discuss those gaming habits on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> unless the guest of the show is making one of those kind of games <laughs> Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Guillermo, speaking of kinds of games, it looks like mm -hmm. uh, we, we really like to focus on the whole like native, ancient native sort of themes here with uh, Mulaka, now Aztec. Uh, can you go to speak a little bit about that? Like why, why do we focus as a team on kind of that time period or that, that culture? Yeah, it's uh, oddly enough. I mean, it's not necessarily by the sign. It's not like we're targeting, you know, exclusively uh, Native American like inspirations from from like Latin America or something. It's the idea came to be because we wanted to show things that were Mexican, right? Things that you know, stories that are not as common. And we are very much used to you know the mariachis and the piñatas and like tequila and things that you know, people hear or, or, or uh, see and they immediately go, yeah, that's Mexico. Tacos and whatnot. So uh, all great things, by the way. Oh, oh no, no, totally. And, and we're things. in absolute love with with all of them. And, you know, who doesn't love Coco, right? The, the, the right, Disney movie. Right. Um, and, and we do too, but we thought, you know, there's a lot more out there that we can be talking about and that it's not as common, it's not as popular. Um, 
a lot of that it's you know it comes from Native American you know uh, cultural heritage and so uh, what we wanted to do was that just give our audience something that was as Mexican as all of those things uh, but maybe that they yet to hear of uh, mm. or at least more of because I mean the Aztecs maybe they're, those are a little bit more popular uh, but when we were doing Bulaca I mean no one knew about the Taramara um, outside of you know them being amazing runners and whatnot but no one knew about the culture or the mythology so you know we we wanted that we wanted to give it uh, the spotlight and put them on the stage and with Aztec similarly we we wanted to have uh, some of those more unknown myths and some of those uh, maybe unexplored lore and give it the God of War of treatments, right? The Assassin's Creed of treatments and, and make something that's definitely fictional, definitely, uh, you know, original story and all that, uh, creative freedom, but that has that, you know, undoubtedly Aztec flavor to it. And that's what we wanted to do. And that's why we went that route. Um, but, you know, maybe next game, it's something completely different. It's about, I don't know, revolutionary times or uh <laughs> something else entirely uh-oh uh-oh i think we just got a leak making salsa or something oh yeah i know it's got a leak shouldn't be revolutionary shouldn't be talking too much uh-huh. <laughs> you know I, I really have to thank you guys for doing a game about ancient gods that aren't greek <laughs> because as a greek man it's like i feel like I get it. It's 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 popular. It's it's widely known, like the twelve Greek gods, Hercules. Like, but I've seen it so many times. Yes. In the same year, like two <laughs> or three games. I'm like enough with my stuff. Yeah. No. And, and now I get to see other people's stuff, and I appreciate it because it's not mine, which is weird. Because most folks think I I can see myself now mm-hmm. in this about Mexican culture, but I'm like, no, I want to see other shit. That's because my shit has been in so much shit already yeah it's it's been done to death yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah it, it has. really has um i want to talk a, well first why don't we tell everybody really what is aztec because i mm. think that getting everybody kind of on the same page here what they're going to be thinking about you know if they if it's a game that they want to go and give it give a try uh to so why don't you explain to our listeners give the elevator pitch what is aztec forgotten gods from the marketing guy no less from the marketing yeah, guy. Know, don't right? better be good this, better this be is good. this is don't. pressure don't you gotta earn the, your dollar now. What is it? Don't cite the dark texts. I was there when they were written or something like that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I wrote them. I wrote them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Aztec is basically it's it's built on top of two main pillars, right? The first one makes up the universe. The second one makes it up, ma- makes it a game. Um, the first one was, you know, basically we wanted to answer a, 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 you know, this particularly interesting question, which is what would have happened if, for whatever reason, you know, the one event that we know it's historically the most you know, important in the history of the continent, the conquest, right? The, the, the story of conquest and, and the British coming and the Spanish coming and, and, and the Portuguese coming uh, and conquering Mesoamerican civilizations. What if that just didn't happen for whatever reason? And we would have been turned aloud the Mesoamerican civilizations and every other American civilization to grow and evolve and, and flourish, you know, past their time, past our own time, and way into the future and how would that look like um and so we basically come up to this weird mix of blade runner meets atlantis kind of vibe mm-hmm. uh that we thought was extremely interesting and we we at least us we hadn't seen that before anywhere um almost like this mesoamerican wakanda of sorts mm. uh <laughs> that just sparked the imagination you know it really it really took us to a very interesting place uh in terms of playgrounds and so we want our player to be 
in, in that world and in, in a very unique, different, uh, you know, pyramid filled world. Um, and then for the second pillar, which is what makes it a game, we, we thought, okay, what if the ancient deities, right, that these guys used to worship and that are still very much a part of our own culture in Mexico um, and cultural pride and all this, what if those were, you know, actual entities and they were, um, they fed on what we used to call or what we right now we call souls, but back then, you know, the, in, in the Aztec lore, they they had a word for it that's the 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 materia ligera it's the the light matter right there's heart matter and light matter heart matter is what you can touch and what you can see and what you can smell light matter is everything else that you don't understand right and uh chickly we don't really mention it like that in the game but chickly that's basically uh, uh trying to put into context what the human sacrifices were right human sacrifice was basically that and everyone knows mesoamerican uh, civilizations uh, because of the sacrificing and all of, and, and, and all of this chablam. Um, but that happened because, you know, there was a, a light matter exchange between the, you know, ethereal and the mortal. And we wanted to explore that a little bit, right? So in the game, what happens is that, you know, the deities have been lost for years, for, for a long, long time, ergo the forgotten gods. Uh, and now they're coming back out. They, they rise again and they rise hungry. And it's your job to try and stop them for, for first, but more importantly, to try and understand why they're doing this and, and you know, what's the motivation behind it. And so uh, as Ashley, as our main protagonist in the game, your job is to stop them from destroying your city, but understanding you know, what's behind this very mysterious past that you don't really know a lot of. So uh, that's basically what the game is and uh, what we expect you to find out in Aztec. I think um one of the most more striking things is that you you kind you kind of tickle this uh PlayStation 2 uh era of art design and gameplay that I think hasn't really been explored enough like Andy you and I have been ex experiencing some PlayStation 1 era games especially mm -hmm. in the horror scape like a lot of games mm -hmm. are going back to that minimalist uh, style mm -hmm. this is very much i feel like a ps2 like you you know you pick a game off the off the wall because you like the cover and it says gods on it so you put it in your playstation and you see what happens <laughs> it's like honestly that's that's what it feels like and it instantly re you know reminds me of the wonder of you know not really knowing what you're getting into um can you talk a little bit about the art design and the, the decision to i mean this is this is a, a game that ostensibly is a very pretty PS2 and and I I know I'm boiling that down. It's the art style that I'm talking about. There's a lot happening under the hood. You could see the whole city. It's beautiful. The particle effects are gorgeous. Every, all of that stuff just talking technically is is absolutely beautiful. But if you're telling somebody that's 35 years old, "Hey, play this game." They'll go, "Oh, this looks like a PS2 game." Yeah, it looks like what you used to play as a kid. Why go that route? What what, what is the uh, allure and appeal of that? style for the team well you, you hit on the nail i mean we uh as you mentioned right the the, the inspiration behind people will look at the at our games and think yeah they have some sort of native american or cultural or mythological inspiration going on and that can also be said for art style um mulaka you, you see mulaka and you basically see a a, a six to beat era uh, kind of game right it's a very mm -hmm. blocky very edgy kind of banjo kasui in ways yeah. type of game right. uh, with Aztec what we did was basically move that towards the next generation and now we have that's exactly right a GameCube slash PlayStation 2 uh, kind of like uh, visual style going that 
basically serves just that so serves nostalgia because at the end of the day that's what we grew up playing right and that's where most of our inspirations end up coming from um we we wanted to evoke that you know feeling of just like you said right playing uh uh, whatever your favorite ps2 titles or i I don't really want to name names because again i don't want to say that high of a bar right yeah and there's (laughs) way too many of them uh, but you can definitely see a little bit of that era put in the game uh, with, yeah, the, the graded like particle effects and, of course, freedom to do crazy cinematics and all that uh, that we wanted to have. But we wanted you to feel at home. I guess that's the best way to put it. We yeah. wanted you to feel like you used to feel back in, a, you know, a summer day, Sunday uh, when you were a, a little bit younger that's that's a whole idea and i think that the team at least our art department has been fantastic at emulating that style in that sense mm. um, that you can definitely see it in the game yeah yeah we were drawn like immediately to the art i think steven sent me an email saying we got to get these guys on the show because the game just looked it looked phenomenal because again it, it, it invokes that very specific period in time and all those feelings associated with it and it's just it just looks cool it's not yeah. about like the, the the flashiest graphics or the biggest of budgets it just it, it's a fun game it looks like a really fun game to play yeah no i appreciate that and that's that's it right that's that you don't have to go for the flashy looks all the time like there's a a, a time and place for it definitely uh but there's other things that you can pursue and we think that we went for that one and it's a little bit of a gamble because again it's it's appealing to our generation of, right. of, of gamers and, and 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 games but you know new year new, newer generations it's a it's like what the hell is this like this looks old as shit right and uh and we understand that and that's why you know there's a certain implication also of anime inspired kind of thing where that's a little bit more timeless uh, and so that helps, you know, with that a little bit, but definitely our audience, it's more tailored to that hmm. late twenties to early thirties kind of, uh, age group. Definitely. What? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Andy. Oh, no, I was going to say, how do you, how do you balance that between getting the nostalgic look of it, but not having the game bogged down by like old mechanics and things that, you know, We've learned a lot from since the PS2 era, you know, <laughs> from a gameplay perspective. How do you manage that? Do you just say, well, it's in a look and feel like a game that's 30 years old <laughs> or or do you just have it? OK, well, 20, aesthetically, 20 years old. Sure. Let's not get crazy. Yeah, it's like a carried away. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I don't anymore. I feel like every day it's like so and so game turned 30. I'm like, shit, how old am I? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, so in the 70s, you mean like, yeah, oh, no, like shit, it's 90s now. Yeah, I it's a it's a very difficult balancing act for sure. Um, there is undoubtedly yes, there's inspiration that comes from our you know nostalgic years. Uh, but again, you know, one of one of your jobs as a game developer, and that's something that's not talked about nearly enough, is you're constantly learning right it's it's the, that learning never stops and it's uh something that you should if, if you're not doing you should be doing it as a game developer you have to keep uh that knowledge base as updated as possible and you have to keep understanding the new trends and the new tools and the new um methodologies and the new things that are important to the audience right now right and and you know there's a plethora of things that you can really think of that point to the 
modernity or, or modern times in, in games. And that's something that you have to take into account. Um, that said, there's a lot that you can do by looking to the past and uh, exploring and using things that might seem old, but that are really ripe for, let's say, um, reutilization in a new way. And I think, oddly enough, one of one of our biggest inspirations, they did it really well, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, right? You can see mm. you can see the PS2 version of Shadow of the Colossus, which is definitely one of the things that we use as a reference. But then you see the remaster that came out a couple of years ago and you you understand like, okay, so there's still a lot of old things, but even though it still feels old, you might be surprised to how many things are actually updated mm. uh, and they work on a, on a you know, in today's environment that mm-hmm. might have not been there in the original game and you go back and play the original one it's like oh shit that's true it's not the same uh, that's what we think we at least we try to do with this one um things that were just not possible back then you you allude to the city earlier on having this you know explorable city that's not by any means like it's not a skyrim for, for certain stuff. yeah it's got um, a little nooks and, and crannies and challenges that you can do it's it reminds me more of like a spider-man a smaller spider-man 2 yes exactly you know like exactly. just you know it, it's got its little corners but like the the story that you're trying to tell is really like the the star of the show right. one of the things that i think sort of was the toughest for me to kind of break through was bringing way too modern sensibilities and and habits that i have created over the last like 10 years of gaming and going in and being like why can't i do this why can't i do this why can't i do this and then all of a sudden you're being like oh okay i need to go through these things i'm trying to be as vague as possible i need (laughs) to go through these little boosty things and i just got to go around and it's like figuring out the 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 boss pattern is one thing but you're also trying to figure out the way the world plays into the boss fight and into the 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 fights and how the the controller in in a sense and, and the camera the old school nature of those controls and camera work with the world. It's not like you just pigeonhole this, this, you know, camera because it, it was the limited of the technology. It's because it works well with the button layout and with how the bosses are moving or how you're moving around the bosses. Everything right. kind of just fits like a puzzle piece. And if you go into this game and you're, and you're thinking that you're going to go in and I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of flight. If you look at any B-roll of this of this game, there's a lot of flying around. You're rocketing all over the place. If you go into this thinking you're going to be Iron Man, I got news for you. It's not Iron Man. You're not going to be flying around, locking on, shooting missiles, diving, doing all this stuff. No, you're <laughs> going to be like, okay, how can I make my limited use of flight and punching? How am I going to make this work in this bombastic situation? And... When it clicks, which it finally did, I I was cursing your game. I'm not going to lie. I was cursing it. (laughs) But as soon as it clicked, I was like, okay, Andy, I got it now. And he's like, oh, like, like, you're good now. And I'm like, yes, I'm good now. Like I, it it did. It took me a while. Um, but I think I just wasn't in the right mindset. And, and, you know, that, that's one of those things that you're, that I feel like Aztec is going to have kind of going against them is people that are going to go into this are probably going to expect something a little bit more uh maybe a little bit more heavily leaning into the modern sensibilities rather than the nostalgic old school sensibilities which i think right. again once you understand what what the, it's physically trying to get you to do 
um, with your dumb thumbs and your dumb brain. Like once you realize that it it's a blast. Like as soon as I figured out problem, no, Andy, well, it, it actually, I'll tell you this, Andy, you who plays old school games, on the I was routine, just going to say this will feel completely secondhand. I to think you. my thumbs are more tuned to this sort it's of game. Than the way. Are. Yeah. Like I've been playing too many <laughs> modern games. I've been playing a lot of, you know, modern AAA games and I went back to this and I, and you know, I wasn't sure what to expect. And it was, it took a while for me to like train my brain to like, be like, Oh wait. Okay. Okay. Now, now I understand there's, this is an arena. I got to kind of move around, look, use the buildings, you know, use your verticality and like kind of get in there. And I feel like you would instantly, this would instantly click with you, Andy. Instantly, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, it's it's one of it's another one of those things that's a balancing act. It's uh, you know you'll realize that the more liberty you give the player, right, the more uh, degrees of freedom that you have in terms of I can go up or down or sideways or I can grab from things or I can do this X amount of things the harder it becomes to, you know, get a grasp of them and to understand them and to use them um, accurately or, or, or effectively. Um, and so we, we had that choice, right? We, we either wanted a, wanted a game to feel like more of an Iron Man where we basically auto aim you to every weak spot and, and have you just press a button, that would be about it, or give the player the freedom of, you know, learning the tough controls. We know our tough controllers. Uh, but getting that, you know, higher sense of reward, right? When when they finally got and they finally made a click, uh, and we wanted, we ended up going that route ultimately, right? Because we thought that was a little bit more rewarding. And then adding the, you know, bombastic soundtrack on top of that, and 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 all of those things. Uh, metal. It, it's it's the, it's yes. slasher core metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good. It's like a lot of people were not expecting it, it but no. we fell in love with the idea the, of the Gecko. I'm, I'm like, I turn on this game and I'm like, oh, here we go. We're going. It's like Beavis yeah. and Butthead. Like, yeah, we're gonna fight this dude. <laughs> yeah, fire. But yeah, I, it, it's it really slaps you right in the face. I gotta be honest. It 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 really. I what again? I wasn't sure what to expect, and I and I and I love one of the things I want to talk about because it's one of the things I love the most. You got an a, an awesome skill tree that so that, like again, this isn't just your you know fly around, punch things, beat the bad guys. Like you have points that you're that you're unlocking, experience points, whatever they're called. I, I don't know what the game actually calls them, um, but you spend them to unlock different abilities and points, more more HP, more uh uh ostensibly magic for your gauntlet and all these all these fun little tricks that you could do which i love that's the rpg element that i love but you also have these little spots in the city that you can unlock costumes and different hairstyles and like you could really customize how you're going to play like i unlocked a couple of things and i lo i look so badass right now like just <laughs> so so freaking badass and and i think that's really cool too that adds just a little layer of of uh, customization a little layer of of personal flair for the player and i think that's really cool yeah no we wanted it uh, you know th those are the little things that we wanted to put in there that made it feel like a an actual city and then we very purposely we do not at not like in, in marketing i mean within the game we don't advertise it it's not like hey go to the shop and, and you get whatever yeah. from going it's like if, if you happen to explore the city and run into one of those places and you go in there it's like oh oh okay cool i, I have like a, a hair salon and i have a, a, a like a dresser place and i have my upgrade shop it's like a little bit more organic we think um it's just one of the mechanics that you can find just by by right. 
walking around right and that makes you get this feeling of accomplishment of oh cool so it's it's a city that's alive right and it's not it's not forcing me to do it it's just there if i want to do it kind of situation it gives you a little bit of ownership over the city too because like you start to because you want to explore those things and unlock certain things you start to really float around the city and see how it's built and you get comfortable with it so when a giant you know forgotten god decides it's going to take a diarrhea dookie all over (laughs) like town square you're like oh well that sucks i don't want that to happen so it gives you a little bit of a a little bit of a sense of um agency there as well it it, it helps kind of feed into that narrative for sure i'm kind of glad that customizing your character isn't a main marketing talking point because that sounds like customize your hair that's like bubsy level marketing like (laughs) on the back of the box was like collect one-ups it's like wow (laughs) you can jump in this game yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, totally totally it's 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 in there it's important we we wanted it to be there uh but it's not like we know it's not gonna it's not worth you know using our 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 limited time in the spotlight to to showcase we we much more prefer showcase other things yeah for sure so steven's been a little vague I want you to be not vague not and kind of go into what is the core gameplay loop look like for someone like me who hasn't played it. <laughs> I, I feel more jealous by the second as Steven <laughs> goes on about it. I'm like, mm. <laughs> okay, so how should have been me? How can I put it without <laughs> spoiling too much? Because I know that what basically triggers the actual main game loop it's a spot that you're not you, you have not reached that point just yet steve mm-hmm. um oh, but wow. basically this thing happens uh, at some point in the story that where you're now basically what you're now prompted to do is you need to extract like your main weapon in the game lightkeeper which is the the gauntlet you can see ashley wearing uh is some sort of ancient artifact right it's an artifact that was created by one of the gods um way back when and um, what it can do besides make you fly and punch and all this, it's, it, it absorbs energy. It, it, it's basically what it does. It absorbs energy. It absorbs the light, as it were. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's what you I have. What, my yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how they call me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's you have to use it to basically take the light out of the bosses, out of the gods. And then you have to go and, and put it somewhere to do something uh, that's important. It's going to be your motivation for the rest of the game. Um, in order to, how, how can I put it? Well, it, it, I, I'm going to have to spoil it because I, there, there's no other way. Like something's going to happen to your mother, which is this very important character right. you have uh, uh, throughout the game. You're, you're, uh, you're introduced to these two characters, which is the, the intelligent mother researcher that's trying to find a solution to the world problems. And uh, Ashley, her daughter, which is the main character, who, is, who you're going to be controlling throughout the game. And so something happens to Nancy and to your mother. Uh, and so in order to get her out of her pickle, uh, mm-hmm. you need to get as much energy as you can and try to discharge it at a, at a specific place, at a specific ruin mm-hmm. or dig site. And so your motivation throughout the game is, oh, man, I got to get you know help for, for uh, right. mom here. Uh, mm-hmm. I need to fight these things, get their energy, come back to discharge the energy a new one comes out i gotta go and fight that one and, and so, on. so do so, they do they just pop up kind of like how the first one does or it's just like oh here it is i gotta go fight it or is it like are you are you accomplishing something to to get it to trigger the the spawn of the the big bad like how does that work yeah i mean 
because i technically part, so. technically <laughs> it's it's definitely a sequential sequence okay. of you know you All do right. things that end up making the new guy pop up narratively speaking they do pop up kind of randomly it's like uh you're doing your your stuff and you're figuring out a whole lot of things you know secrets of from the city and there's this fat guy that comes up at some point and he does his thing too uh and then a new guy pops out a new deity pops up and you have to right. go fight it uh but yeah, no, definitely. It's not, it's, there's not, we, we wanted to have a very controlled story. And you said that's like the main, the main entree for, for the entire game. Right. So in order to have that control, we need to make it sequential. So you right. do this and you do this and you do this, and then new guy pops up and, and so forth. Yeah. It, it's, it's basically like the story is happening and then the bullet point or like, you know, the end of the chapter ends in a big bombastic fight. And then you, you kind of start it. the next little story, almost like, like a novella or something like that. Like where you kind exactly. of just go through, see how, how that kind of, I mean, that's, that's the, the, the beginning of the game opens up like that. And that was another thing that I was having a hard time getting, getting through is like, there's so much talking and yep. figuring out what's going on and like, and all that stuff. Like you start off where, yeah, you're, you're fighting stuff. So you're like, Oh, okay. You're going to fight stuff. I get it. Um, and then it just abruptly stops doing that for like 45 minutes. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you're like, okay. But then once the big bad comes, now you realize that, okay, this is the carrot at the end of the stick. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding what's happening in this world. I'm, I'm getting used to who these characters are. I'm, you know, ostensibly um, investing in the, in these characters. And then I have the obstacle in front of me, which is this creature that I now have, or this God that I now have to figure out how to take down. Cause it's not, I wouldn't say it's as complicated as a Colossus where, you know, you have to figure out how you're going to climb it or, or, you know, where those weak points are. It kind of tells you, okay, that's clearly a weak point, but it's more about how to get to the weak point using the world around it. Um, that was kind of the, the interesting aspect of it. So I think that, for players that want to know what it is, it's basically um, an exploratory narrative driven boss rush game. Yes. Yeah. That's actually a really good way to put it. Definitely. And it's, I hate you, I hate you so much in a, in a 3d <laughs> environment. It's 3d controls, some flight <laughs> mechanics, climbing mechanics. It's very, very old school Spider-Man sort of like, bouncing from building you know area to area and you get these little boosts that kind of throw you around and and you just kind of orient yourself punch the thing you know and avoid the attacks like that's really that i mean that's that was the first fight so and i you assume got, the other yes. ones are going to build on that become more and more difficult which is great um to be absolutely fair you, you know the the you you said it perfectly um and from this point onward from when you are where i think you are right now in the story the sticks are much shorter because i do know like that that was the main thing with you know how we set up the story it takes a while before you get to the actual fighting for the first time yeah uh yeah. And, and from that point on it's like okay we, we we now have you you now understand what's at stake uh let's keep it going and now it, it starts getting into that game loop that it's a little bit more yeah um hooky in in a way but as you said it's an investment we wanted to have uh, characters you care about and in order to have that you have to give them some screen time uh and there was no other way to you know because of how the game is built to have any other type of encounter or, or like action filled encounter up until that point uh but it gets better from there which is something that i uh 
that I really enjoy about it. It's, it's, it's taking you in this ramp, right? It's a, it's a roller coaster and yeah. you're just like going upwards uh, before the first fall, which uh, uh, takes a little while, but once you're there, it's cool. I think one of the, one of the things that, that makes it initially difficult to, to kind of get through that is that there's, you're doing it in that classic old school way. Like it's not fully voiced over. It's not like these cut screen cinematics. You're, you're the player is physically moving this, moving it along by, by, you know, pressing buttons. And I think that's what, you know, can, can turn somebody off. But like, I, like I said, once you get to the, like the actual big baddie now, now that you've reached the carrot, now you understand what's going on in this universe. Um, so I think like when you guys are ready to make the jump to PS3, you know, and you, and you get and you get those <laughs> you get those VO cutscenes. I mean, this would be a breeze. Can we get maybe we'll do a remaster or, or like a you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love that. I love- <laughs> I'm looking okay. forward to the Blue Point remaking. Yeah, don't even get me point. started with voice acting because that that you know that was a, a production long debate that we had with the team, and that's one of the things you have to sometimes sacrifice when you're a smaller team when you have a limited budget. Um, it was definitely in the cards. It was something that we yeah. would have loved absolutely to have, and that we know it would have fit well with how the game ended up being. But you know, we had a compromise, and at the end, the grunt-based system that we have, which is basically just you know, you kind of get the emotion that people are having uh, by hearing what they grunt about, um, works well in that retro sense, right? It, it's very much reminiscent of of those old age games, uh, um, maybe even further back than PlayStation 2, right? The the typical Banjo-Kazooie kind of like dialogue thing. Uh, it's very reminiscent of that in a weird way. So yeah. Highly that's... effective too, though, that kind of yeah, voice yeah, acting. Yeah, I know, totally, <laughs> totally is. So yeah, no, definitely. And and it's fun to hear you, uh, you know, seeing it from your perspective. You've mentioned uh, Spider-Man 2 uh, a couple of times and, you know, Yoshitomi Moriwaki, who is uh, one of the, developers of Spider-Man 2 is one of our mentors and it's one of the Holy main shit. key figures yeah that <laughs> helped us with getting the movement just right and getting the mechanics just right so um yeah huge shout out to Tomo by the way um so yeah that's that's uh, definitely a lot of that that you can kind of get from the game once you play it that's like the highest of praises dude to mention like oh your game is like Shadow of the Colossus and Spider-Man 2 on PS2 it's like some of the best games ever <laughs> ever yes <laughs> in that era that yeah. ever came out yeah no no that's just flat and you didn't and, sure. and you did not try and you could tell like you didn't try to bite off more than you can chew here like you went in you found the aspects of those things that you really wanted to nail home and i'm telling you what it was like something it was like a switch had to go off i know andy recently you you had this switch go off with sifu which is a very old yeah. school sensibilities yeah. you know yeah. uh beat em up game where you're like oh yeah I wanted to throw my controller out the window until all of a sudden the switch goes off in your head. And now all of a sudden you get Cause it. Cause it's yeah. the design that makes you, it forces you to learn while playing the game. Yeah. Right. right. It's like, here's like a five page press X to skip to page two, three, four of tutorial prompt. Right. And you're like, what button does what again? What, what, what's my, this, what's my, that. <laughs> No, it's like no, bitch. You gotta play the game. That's how you're gonna learn. Yeah. And that and, and all of the things. It's it's very similar here in Aztec. Is like you'll be like, okay, you know, this button is gonna make you fly, or or blast forward or whatever. And you're like, okay, this button this button makes you jump. Okay. Oh snap! If I do both of them, I could do this. Mm. Oh snap! If I run into an obstacle, she's gonna like Spider Man 
run up the wall or, you know, like whatever with the gauntlet behind, you know, like it, like you start to figure out how these things are going to play together, but it doesn't tell you, Hey, yeah, do this. And you'll, you know, be able to do a vault off of the building and dive, you know, you just kind of just figure the shit out. And, and once you start to really understand the, how the movement works and that's, that's one thing like, like, you know, our listeners and viewers, if you got to give it a chance, like go in there and mess around with it. I almost wish that there was a, uh, a situation where you could just kind of early on just kind of explore and just run around and fight like well I guess there is technically because you could go into those combat zones that are kind of hidden on the on right. the rooftop so like you can do that but some of those challenges are difficult when you don't know what you're doing yet so yep. like you're like okay wait okay this sucks like am, am I just am I bad at this game <laughs> or is does, is everything broken but no it's uh I do encourage like people like don't give up on it like give give it that at least to the first boss fight because once that shit clicks man it it's very satisfying like i want to play right now like i have it over here paused. yeah me too asshole i have it pa- <laughs> i didn't go listen i went through the pr loops and i did it the right way andy okay i did and it I'm the just right stalking way stalking people on twitter trying to find an email address we can get it i, I think we might no, know someone i think yeah i know right i if, think if, we if, might know someone. No, this, someone that knew how to this is the chance it's like i'm gonna do a purchase you gotta support uh-huh oh that, uh-huh. that i understand that i appreciate you know? yeah yeah no no I'm, well, I'm still gonna send you a key as that's soon the as thing andy the call. Oh, great. it's on all these different <laughs> no, platforms andy it's on I would, so many I would platforms rather, you can buy it anywhere you want <laughs> if i get a key i'd rather do a giveaway let no. someone else experience it and i'll I've buy it myself considered it done beautiful <laughs> we love to see it uh andy i think it's time to get into some rapid fire what do you think oh boy oh boy yeah i'm getting emails about elden ring and i'm like stop it uh, calm yourself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> calm there's this other thing to play here. now <laughs> yeah i know i know i yeah. gotta beat all these games by march 10th apparently so whatever <laughs> <laughs> that and grand Auto, oh, it's gran turismo so yeah, yeah. oh, oh don't worry we're, gran turismo yeah, we're yeah. passing on that one don't yeah. worry about that yeah <laughs> i mean i'll buy it at some point maybe but maybe maybe um, huge focus guillermo rapid fire is where we really get to know you it's where we're going to mm-hmm. dig past all the surface level PR bullshit that you've been feeding us for the last 43 minutes. And we're going to get really <laughs> into the nitty gritty. Okay. <laughs> you right, can't train right. for rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> you can't train for it. So all we're going right. to start, we're going to start off real simple. We're going to bring it back around. This is called, this is, this is called a, a, what do you call it there? A, um, a, a callback, a callback, a touchstone, yeah. if you will, to Andy's Ooh. first statement about breakfast cereal. Oh, oh, oh yes. Wow. Yeah. Guillermo. <laughs> is cereal a soup? Uh, it's a broth. It's a broth. It's a okay. broth. Okay. All right. There you go. Right. I'm uh, I'm a little I'm a little nervous about my question, Stephen. Okay. Because <laughs> I think it might inadvertently answer the last question of the show, but I'm going to go for it. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Okay. This is interesting. Guillermo, virgin sacrifice. Mm. Who's going up? Me or Stephen? Oh my goodness. If you had to be like just by by sheer looks alone, like <laughs> that guy's not getting laid. <laughs> like who is yeah, who is being offered up? Yeah. I don't think either of you. I think you're both getting thrown down the staircase of the great permit. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. I like that. I don't I don't mind. 
Lovely. Um, yeah, it's it's all about the beard. It's it's you know, mm-hmm. it's all about the beard. Mm-hmm. Guillermo that saves everything. How cold does it have to be for you to wear a jacket? Huh. Mm. You'd be surprised. I generally start wearing jackets by the time it hits um about five degrees Celsius, which um let me get my internet here. 40? I've no idea. Five. 40. It's exactly 41. Yeah, it's 40 Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah, about that point. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. That some some heathens out there at like 65, they're putting a coat on. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> yeah. stop this. I, I spent uh, half a year in Montreal uh, oh, doing yeah. some stuff back at school. So yeah, I'm, I I got used the you know, by force to be cold resistant. Uh, otherwise, it would have <laughs> just died probably. Cold, cold resistant that's how yeah i love it i love it andy what is something you have done that should have killed you oh hmm now we're getting somewhere okay uh <laughs> jesus christ okay let me try and pick one i love it there's like multiple in the same. <laughs> <laughs> What would be a good answer to this? Okay, so once I took a risk on a on a business pitch um, with someone that I know. It's it's at this point he I consider him a friend and 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 it was you know we're good. But back then I didn't really knew a lot about him. Uh, and uh, this pitch was he wanted to show me how you know he was building some like. Uh, cool new buildings and, and, and offices and office spaces and whatnot in a uh, shitty part of town. And oh, uh, oh no. yeah, I know. And we went, when we got there and when I got there, I was there alone. Um, you know, he was with his family. And so it was like five or six dudes. Uh, and we were like, yeah, yeah, let's go see the buildings. And, you know, these were unfinished buildings, like still blocks everywhere and no panes, like no lights, no nothing. Uh, in order to get in, we had to like pull out, uh, pull away this um, like sh- sheet metal thing that was of blocking course. the door. Yep. Uh, right, right. There could not have been more do not enter was, signs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. So went in, everything was pitch dark uh, using the camera cell phone uh, light uh, to light the place. And I, at that point, I was sure I was going to get kidnapped. I was absolutely certain. I thought, okay, how, where am I running? How am I going to face this like six dudes? Am I faster than them? What's good? Like I was already <laughs> working out my my exit strat. Uh, you know, at the end, he just really showed me the building and it was a, a really cool project they had going. Um, really talked with the rest of his family. They were lovely uh, and I were really good. But at that point, I remember fearing for my life uh yeah. greatly yeah yeah that was the one time that i uh i was really scared for it um that's the one i i i, I go to when i think about dead scares yeah if you could experience one video game for the first time again all over again which game would that be okay enough time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one <laughs> what um which of the forgotten aztec guys do you think best represents your personality Huh. Um, probably. 
All right, I, I I I was gonna go for one, but it's a spoiler, so I'll go for another one. <laughs> um, probably Tlaloc, um, is the the rain and lightning and agriculture deity, uh, because he likes water. And I, I used to swim for the longest time. I I, mm. I was a swimmer um, for a long long time. I was in the swimming team, like a state level, whatever that's called, a swimming team for a long time. So yeah, I love water. I love swimming. So there you go. I can't swim, just so you know. Oh, it's an important. You can't to have swim. Things, yeah. things that said no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but can you float? That that's maybe okay. <laughs> we should Interesting. I think I think the fear of not being able to swim will drag me down. Like gotcha. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you not being able to swim is a is a completely new thing for me. But you know what, Guillermo? Let's learn about stuff that uh, you can't do that <laughs> everyone else can do. What's something? that normal like just people can normally do that you just can't do hmm oh man uh probably maybe not everyone but a yeah. lot of people can and i just i'm 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 dumb that way i i i can play guitar I, i'd love to be able to play guitar <laughs> instruments are hard um, man that's a skill. Yeah, but they, they ended up being harder than I thought. And and I've been to lots of like classes and stuff. Oh, you I'm tried. just never able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm, I failed. I, see, yeah. you tried. You tried I think I'm in the same boat as he is. I feel like if I sat down with a guy or a gal and like, teach me guitar, they would take their own life out of frustration. <laughs> to teach how to play. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's like... my case too. <laughs> <laughs> like, how would I do an F? God damn it. <laughs> um, we mentioned tequila earlier. Yeah. Um, so let's say Aztec comes out, critical acclaim, commercial success, and you've had a lot, too many tequila shots, Guillermo. No such thing. What word best describes you when you're drunk? Uh, truthfulness. You know, unpatered, yeah. unfiltered, that is honesty. A truth serum? That is oh, not a boy. good one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a dangerous that's, one. That's yeah, dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, I don't have anything to hide. I, I, I hope people don't tell me things they don't want. Uh, you think that, but yeah. I don't know. What is the dumbest way you've injured yourself? I was once walking. Um, we were on a holiday and... Um, you know this we were walking on the street and this you know big resorts um have like this beautiful well-kept gardens uh and i decided i was a little dumb kid i decided to run along those beautifully kept gardens um instead of the sidewalk and for whatever reason someone left a, a sewer gate open uh, that for whatever reason was not visible because the grass was just, you know, just the right uh -huh. height for it not to be visible. Uh -huh. And so, you know, I, I was running up the hill and then suddenly I disappeared and I fell into like the drainage, like the sewer um, tube that, you know, there's a little bit You were bit the of kid a, in a well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, the way I saved that, that's kind of almost losing my life, uh, you know, going back to that. Back. <laughs> uh, the way I saved myself is that I basically, I, I put both elbows out and both knees out and so... stop myself via friction. <laughs> uh, so I didn't go all the way down. And uh, oh my that's, God. I guess, yeah, that's, that's a. Uh, so how dumb... far down did you go? I don't know. It could have been a, a maybe five or six feet, probably something like that. Uh, and then climb tried and climb my way my way back up and uh get saved my my dad back then you know reached out and, and grabbed me and pulled me out yeah 
Oh, good lordy. Wow. Yes. Good lordy. Yes, yes, yes. That's like a very epic, you know, high action injury. The, the that, dumbbells that's your, are like, that's your superhero I, I wake up origin my bed story. And, and, you know, just drop for whatever reason <laughs> because I'm dumb. But yeah, we don't count those. those. <laughs> <laughs> who, who has the most punchable face? There's out of the three of us of. or just no you mean you get <laughs> <laughs> or out of uh, how many what's my... yeah, i want to say like in general like <laughs> oh okay, okay among all of the people like in the world right celebrities whatever the hell they be or you know punchable face. if someone clock me in the face you can go right for it but i'm just no 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 not at all <laughs> i i i would i always go with michael sarah he does. He yeah. absolutely I, does. I see that. Absolutely, yeah, I'm right. sure he's a lovely guy, and yeah, I'm yeah, sure he knows against it. him. Yeah, yeah but it's, he it's knows just it. like, oh man, yeah, I see him, sure. and I, I just can't help myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's 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 accurate. Speaking of superhero origin stories, which of course you falling in a well is yours. Um, would you rather well, would man. you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Flight all the way, all the way. Modifier. If I could teleport myself, that's the one. But modifier. Oh, oh. Would you rather keep that flight or uh-huh. trade it in for breathing underwater? No, fly fly mm. all the way. That's flying all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to meet Well, you're fish. a swimmer. You're a swimmer. I just but, thought... but I already can swim. I don't need to, you know, go underwater. There's nothing down there. The I'm just saying, we know what's down there. We don't At- know what's down Atlantis there. Atlantis could be down there is all I'm saying. Well, that's the yeah. one. But I mean, uh, I would also have, I would also need to have pressure resistance because I mean, I can, I can keep my breath for a while, but it's not going to allow me to go to the very depths of the sea, right? Yeah, um, I don't so like yeah, science. No, I, science is weird. <laughs> I much rather fly. It's so much cooler. People can see you fly, and they're going to be like, "Oh, cool! Look, the the flying guy, the flying <laughs> sewer true. man." It's it's. Do you uh, think you know, flying city. is flying like running? Do hmm. you get out of breath from flying? Because I wouldn't. I wouldn't handle that well. I don't think so. I, it feels passive like, to me. Does it exert energy? Is it like breathing? Is that? It can't be that. That's a really good question. Can you get right. tired from flying? Like, like that if be, I fly for like a, it's like a, like I'm going for a sprint or like a power walk. What is that mm. like? No, I wish you're I doing was, something. I, I think <laughs> you do. I think I, I think I've seen Superman clench his like you know butt when he he's flying. <laughs> so there's at least some level of there's, effort yeah. going on. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Butt That's clenching. But are there any obese heroes that fly is my follow-up question because that's that could be a good way to gauge hmm. could you imagine like, being out of breath while you're flying thor kind of but he doesn't really right. fly For though yeah he, he just, he just his... the ha- you know the hammer <laughs> yeah. kind of takes him <laughs> right 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 i can't think of any fat super flying superheroes <laughs> wow <laughs> Well, on that to- on the topic of superheroes, what would your power be? But it has to be a lame one. Well, you're like a lame l- superpower, like a lame hero with like a shitty ability. Um, I can, <laughs> I I can control time, but I can only do it one second at a time. <laughs> that, that's actually that would be, pretty. That's yeah, pretty. That's yeah. still useful. I, I feel. My, I'm sure you'll find some use for that yeah. at some point. Right. Uh, like, uh, what's that Nick Cage movie about seeing the future? Maybe I can control, like, oh, shit. Yeah, you know, that like, one. Like, stack each second on top of each other and just be right, like, right. <laughs> you'd probably, yeah, like, you'd, you'd probably be like a really good fighter, you know? Just yeah. Be like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot you just can do avoiding everything and just like punch right. a dude. And yeah, that's a lot. You, you could, you could get that done. 
Andy, I'm going to hit us up with the final question. Oh, Andy. boy. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You, now, we know which one of us you're going to sacrifice to the virgin gods, but now we're going to ask you the most important question that you could possibly be asked. There is no context. There is no pretext. Ooh. There's no text at all. It's My just... answer is 42. <laughs> okay. That's a good, that's a good that, answer. Is that the answer that's to a the good question? Answer. The question is very simple, and the answer is even simpler. Okay. Literally, a baby could answer it. Ooh. Guillermo. Andy or Steven? Ooh. Hmm. Andy or Steven? Usually the backgrounds is what gets us. Yeah, that's that's what I'm I'm, I'm looking at right now, actually. Um, I, put, I did I put the a, Trump card gotta, like, We got to blur this. I put the Trump out. Bob oh, Ross got, down what is that, Bob Ross? Yeah, I put the Trump card I'm out. I'm seeing a, a Mega Man on, on Andreas. Um, there's, there's several Mega Mans on my shelf. <laughs> I got I got yeah. several Marios, okay? And you, know, we should, we should, you know, we could always have the guests Joker, rate our Venice. shelves. As I have Dr. Fraser Crane, Andy. I have Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> I would pick you because of that also. So, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go the simple route and I, I'm going to go with Andreas because okay. I have my room has the exact same wooden looking door. Oh, that little my flat closet. thing going on yeah, back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the same one. So, uh, yeah, I feel a sense God. of familiarity. Or of something. all things to get you, Stephen, my, <laughs> my closet. I've, thing. Lo I've <laughs> lost the closet doors the now. Void of personality. <laughs> That's I, have, first. I have That's lost the closet doors. Like, you know what? You know wow. what? I like uh, Andy has eyebrows that I can relate to. So I think those <laughs> I are more in line with mine. I understand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what I don't understand is how this show could be over so quickly. Oh my God. It's that been is, an hour. That is, yes, indeed. That is going to bring us to the end of it. the show. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at dual underscore screens. I'm at Batchild27. Andy is at PantsGuy. Guillermo, where could everybody find you? You can find me over at Twitter at uh, 6U1LL3. That's my name with letters and numbers. I know it's weird. I don't care. I still like it. <laughs> and uh, if not there, you can find us via Lienzo at um, hola, arroba, uh, hola at lienzo.mx or in our website and uh, shoot us an email if you have any questions about the game. We, we would be delighted to respond. Awesome. And uh, when's the game coming out again and for which platforms? Tell everybody the spiel. Give the PR spiel coming out for absolutely everything it's coming out on xbox series x and xbox series s uh on xbox one on playstation 4 and playstation 5 on nintendo switch on pc via steam um the epic game store and even though it's not still in the in the you know images out there but also on gog and um it's gonna be coming out on march 10th so 15 days from when we are recording i don't know when you're gonna be seeing this but for probably very soon from um when you're seeing it so keep an eye on it indeed yep. andy andy knows all yes. he, he's the keeper of the schedule yes. ladies and gentlemen that's <laughs> going to bring us to the end of the show thank you so much for watching thank you for listening don't forget to hit subscribe and tell your friends about the show we need to grow so help us grow do it spread the word thank you andy thank you guillermo thank you listeners thank you viewers and as always please be excellent to each other